in this era where the federal government quite clearly appears to have flipped from being interested in consumer protection to being hostile to consumer protection and being now in bed with the business interests, I thought this would be a really good time to raise some very key issues with our friend Jamie Court. You know, we talk to our friend Jamie Court every week right here on the Norman Goldman Show. It is spelled C-O-U-R-T, and Consumer Watchdog definitely goes to court on behalf of consumers. But you can find Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org. And consumer protection is what you do, Jamie. Thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Highlight of my week. Well, Jamie, it's, actually, it's one of the big highlights of our week as well. We always look forward to visiting with you. And Jamie, as you know, I, I may be going out of line here, but I have been on a kick lately, and I'm going to stay on it, that with the federal government and the massive resources of the federal government essentially off the playing field. We saw it with George W. Bush, consumer protection just was not a priority. And so when the federal government, when the various agencies and resources aren't there to protect consumers, it's up to the states, it's up to cities. Uh, tonight's Beyond the Norm segment is, is about the city attorney of San Francisco suing five gun equipment suppliers under Jamie, you know this law, California's unfair competition law based on a gun restriction here in California. So when it is down to just city attorneys, state attorney generals, and us and the private attorneys, Jamie, consumer protection becomes ever more important. So as consumerwatchdog.org and you're a big consumer uh, advocacy organization, Jamie, my first concern is how do we educate people? Basically, just how do we educate them, teach them about their rights as a consumer? You know, it's one of those lost... Uh arts and uh, I think people get educated pretty quick when something happens to them you know they need to uh, get an insurance claim paid and it's a lot of money and, and and they figure out they've got to go up the chain of command and then they call experts or give them advice or you know their their mom or dad's getting kicked out of a nursing home and they want to find out about federal law to make sure that they stay or uh, you know they, they they're the victim of an unfair business practice and and so the trick is, how do you do it prophylactically? How do we do this to prevent consumers from getting shafted? You know, what is the uh, the condom for consumer rights, so to speak? And, uh, you know, I think that's it's hard. It's like sex education. You know, people don't really want to engage in it until it affects them. And uh, I don't I don't know that there is any panacea, but I can, I can tell you this, that because of what's happened in this country recently, I think there is an awakening. There's an awakening that the, the, the greed of the, the drug companies, the greed of the insurance companies, the greed of the banks is such an ever-present danger that uh, you better be armed with information, not with guns, better be armed about your rights and you better be on the lookout because it is caveat emptor. And, um, and uh, these guys, you know, uh, uh, really are, are, are about uh, to, to make you wary. And so the government's not going to be there to stop them. Uh, the federal government's not going to do it. The EPA is not going to stop environmental crime. The FTC is not going to stop uh, unfair uh, business practices and antitrust violations. The FCC is not going to, as of recently, enforce net neutrality laws. The uh, CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, probably isn't going to be there at all to protect uh, against mortgage fraud and banking fraud. The enemies of, have, uh, of the consumer have gotten control of the federal government, and that means we have to be uh, consumer nationalists. You know, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to realize that uh, with each transaction, 
We have to be wary of fraud. When something seems wrong, we've got to take it up the next level of the chain of command. And if we do fix a problem for ourselves, and I think this is the most important part, Norm, we fix a problem with a bank, a problem with an insurance company, a problem with a mortgage company that happened to us, and, and they fix it, and we get our money back or we get restored, we can't stop there. We have to let the public know about what happened to us because other, it's, it's most likely going to happen to someone else. Things don't happen in vacuum. So we've got to look out for each other because the federal government is not looking out for us. Well, Jamie, you highlighted something that I, I have always found to be very uh, important, which is the power of stories, the power of individual stories, right? A stereotypical little old lady getting kicked out of a nursing home because of some kind of uh, abusive business practice of the of the nursing home owner, right? So there's this really kind of tugging at the heartstrings story that's visual on TV, right? Or 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 a senior citizen who, who's cutting her pills in half because she can't afford to take the full dose of pills because she's living on, on such meager means. The power of stories, especially when related on television, just really kind of grab people by their hearts and, and make make them move. The problem, and I think you also pointed this out, but, but how do we get the power of stories to people who haven't had a personal experience with them? Or as you indicate, you know, they haven't been ripped off or they haven't had a personal experience where they've been angry, but they know it's out there. But how do you make it real to them? Well, that's the beauty. I think you hit on it's the, the value of human truth. You know, I went through this in the, in the book I wrote a few years ago, Progressive's Guide to Raising Hell. The power of human truth is what can fell the biggest bank in America, biggest insurance company in America, if the story is told right, if it resonates with enough people. And we have a platform now that is really unprecedented in world history. Uh, you know, the video, the uh, social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. Vine, the, the Internet. All human, truth, human truth spreads like it never has before. And so... If you get something on video, if you do it in the right way, you can change something. And so people have to really be attuned to their own power. And that's the really biggest problem we have as consumers is we have the power. We have the stories. We have the truth. It's our money. We don't get together enough. I mean, you and I both know that the, the power of, of a class action where you have a million consumers have all been ripped off by a few bucks, but together they've been ripped off for millions and they can go sue and fight and stop a practice. Well, it's the same Outside of the legal realm, you know, we, we all have um, some truth that happened to us that probably happened to a bunch of other people or resonate with a bunch of other people. We've got to find a way to tell those stories, and we've got to find a way to, to focus that energy and trap that energy of people who are angry like us and drive it back at the bad guys. I mean, that's what we do. You and I are talking to Jamie Court. Find Jamie Court at consumerwatchdog.org. It is spelled C-O-U-R-T. And Jamie, as you and I have discussed in recent weeks, I recently traded in my gas-guzzling, fossil-fuel-burning Lexus and got a Chevy Volt, and I've been driving virtually all of it on electric miles. And when I was talking to the dealer, uh, he said they had moved 99 volts just in December. And that's the one dealer here in you know Southern California, the one I dealt with. They, they themselves moved 99 volts in December. And they're just everywhere on the streets as I'm driving around. I'm seeing them and, one, and, and all these other alternative fuel vehicles. And, and one of uh, the, um, the uh, things that I'm noticing is that the more and more Chevy volts you see, the more and more... Priuses, you see, the more and more it tells everybody else, hey, it's okay 
to join us, and, and it's okay to get out of your traditional gas-guzzling cars. So, Jamie, that leads me to the next question, which is how do we get people to stand up for their rights as a consumer? How do we get them to take on a big bank? Because a lot of people, I think, have, have gotten this notion that if they criticize business or if they go after a business for, for some kind of consumer uh, nasty practice, that they are in some way you know, anti-American, un-American, because the business of America's business. Is there a way to, to convince people that you have a right to not be abused and just because a business is doing it doesn't make it American? I mean, does that make any sense? Well, some people certainly can be convinced. There's a, you know, I used to canvas door-to-door for our insurance regulation the state, this auto insurance regulation, which passed via ballot measure and saved literally, uh, I'd say, uh, over 100 billion dollars by now, uh, according to some studies we saw from the Consumer Federation of America for Californians and auto insurance at the time, we're canvassing to raise money to enforce it. And this was 25, 30, almost more than 25 years ago. And, you know, I go door to door and most people were like, yeah, those insurance companies are ripping us off. I'm glad to give you a check for 25 or 35 bucks to help stop it. And, you know, we validated who we were through newspaper clips. They wrote the check to the organization they trusted. But, you know, maybe every 20th door called me a communist. Maybe every 20th door, you know, chased me out of their yard <laughs> because I was un-American. Um, and we had it on our clipboards the old Minutemen fife and drum with the drummers, you know, <laughs> right. because we were, the, we were revolting against the insurance company practices, you know. And so it is a battle for the heart of the flag, of the heart of patriotism. Uh, patriotism is dissent. And patriotism is the right of individuals to speak up for more equality. Uh, you know, I guess we were communists in the sense that we were trying to collectively organize people to fight against some, you know, something that, that was, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, hierarchical, Bad. autocratic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, depends how you look at communism. That's how insurance companies work, right? So I, I think that that is always going to be there. Uh, but I think more and more, uh, people know when you talk about drug companies and insurance companies and uh, banks and uh, mortgage companies that uh, unfettered they, they they will they will loot and pillage and I, I think even the the, the the diehard capitalists know that and they don't want it happening to them. So the question is, you know, is the evil of government worse than the evil of corporations? But I think we're 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 beyond a little bit the idea that communism is. You know, I mean, look, uh, the, the president of the United States is very close to the Russian president. Right? How bad could how bad could uh, how bad could it, it be? <laughs> Well, Jamie, the, the only reason I'm raising this is because I have perceived, and maybe it's just me being sensitive, but I have perceived over the years there is this kind of undertone or undercurrent in America that people feel that they really ought not speak up about business practices because really America is about business and, well, they should have been more informed or, you know, it's somehow their fault that they didn't see it. And I, to me, that's business kind of tricking people into thinking that it is patriotic to let yourself be abused because that's the way America's supposed to be. Now, maybe that's just me making stuff up at, you know, seeing ghosts no, in corners. They've hijacked the flag. They've hijacked the imagery of America and they bombard us with, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of marketing that suggests exactly that they, they are, they share our values, but I don't think it fools anyone. 
Well, it hasn't I mean, fooled think, me and you, but I, I want to make sure it doesn't fool everybody else. Well, it fools a certain generation. You know, I've noticed the millennials. Well, you know, it's interesting because the millennials are actually not capitalists. They do not identify as capitalists. They uh, don't identify as communists either, but they do participate in the sharing economy, and they share things in a way that the more communist, you know, in, 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 in sort of the purest ideological view of communism, uh, you know, uh, where we each need something and we each share it, and it's from each according to their need, uh, to you know, each according to their ability, each according to their need, and and that's what the sharing economy can be about if it's not exploitive. And so I think the millennials have that going. I mean, I, I find they miss something else, which is the duty and obligation that you and I feel to protect our nation, to protect our country, to sacrifice uh, for something greater. I, I I find that it's really mostly about them. And it makes them feel good to, 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 to be efficient with their resources. So I think there's, we're really in a generational shift that's going to really define this battle. But I think we are moving away from the stigmatization of, 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 being, a, um, of being a good consumer. Jamie, we got to keep fighting. I really appreciate your perspective on these things. Thanks for going down this road with me. I know it's not particularly tied to any one hot issue in the news, but these issues have been kind of nagging at me and, and eat, nipping at me for some time, and you were exactly the person to raise them with. Do find Jamie Court online at consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org, doing great work leading the fight for us against some very nasty predatory business practices from a wide range of industries. Jamie, you are the president. Mr. President, you'll always be my president. There's some other guy who's hashtag not my president. But, Jamie, thanks so very much as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Norm.